0: This is Jeremy Renta,
1: and this is Amy Solara,
0: and you have discovered Mantra and Magic,
1: a podcast where Eastern philosophy meets Western magical practice. everybody, welcome to another week of Mantra and Magic. We're super happy to have these guests, mostly because I've been wanting to meet them forever. My husband, Anton, knows them because he met them in person out in Louisiana where they live at Yoga Farm Fest. And I remember the day that he first heard their music and I got this frantic phone call. (laughs) I said, babe, babe, open Spotify right now. You have, no, just whatever you're doing, stop open Spotify, listen to this song. (laughs) Okay. And I opened it and I hear this beautiful song and I think I've played it in almost every yoga class since. (laughs) And I think, um, I find myself singing it just in random times of the day. And I love how it fuses Sanskrit and English and has this kind of, um, feeling of all these voices joining in. I don't know how you guys did it, but you did. And it's called divine mother. And the, the words stuck with me as much as the melody did. And I would just find myself humming it. And I thought, you know, this is, this is magic because the mantra is coming through and it's bringing that energy through of like being cradled and held and being safe. And I was like, I have to meet these people. So here they are. And I was super excited. And I was like, Jerry, you have to go listen to this song. (laughs) And so now you guys have some more up on Spotify, which I'm really glad. But Josh and Rachel, the Riley Birds, super happy to have you here. Welcome to Mantra and Magic.
2: Oh man, thank you. Beautiful intro. It was perfect. Thank you so, so much. We are honored. And that, everything that you just said about the song, oh my gosh. I can't express the gratitude just that I'm feeling in this moment. I know Josh too is yeah. looking at me with his yeah. eyes. Um, we're so, so grateful. And I love what you said about um, just being held and cradled, you know, like a, like you are, you know, with your mother, maybe someone that was a mother to you or someone that held that, the qualities of a mother. Um, and that's one of the things I also bring forth whenever we share that song in our um restorative yoga sound baths or you know in yoga classes uh, before we share the song we like to invite people to to just feel held in that space of just being completely and fully loved embraced for who they are uh, right here right now
3: there's so much to say uh, <laughs> yeah they uh, what Rachel just said is really the core motivation behind our music you know it's it's really to help people feel holy loved, to know that they are loved, that they are, you know, they are love, they are beloved, they are the beloved, you know, it, it, it and the million ways to say that you are a pure loved being of light and love, we're going to figure them out and, and sing it,
2: Yeah,
3: you know, um,
2: and then the That's, other
3: thing, I'm sorry, Jeremy. No, just go ahead, go ahead. We got plenty the other of time. Thing, <laughs> you said, Amy, there's um, a whole uh, conversation about merging the English and Sanskrit. Um, I, I've listened to a number of y'all's podcasts, as I mentioned before we started and really loved them. Um, and Rachel got, um, uh, introduced me to the, to mantra side of things, but I struggled. I was just mentioning earlier. Um, she, she brought up the clean mantra for abundance. And it's just one word, and I told her I was like, I can do like this whole long, you know, Gayatri, you know, Triumvaca, or <laughs> I'm not the best with all of it, but like that's easier than just one word, or oh, 108 times, you know, because I haven't practiced that. And I, um, but for me, a lot of a lot of the practice of Rachel introducing me, she's like fluent in it without, I'm like, well, when did you learn all this, you know, it just like, just knows it. I'm like, I had no clue you knew, you know, this huge long prayer. And, um, and sure enough, she does. And I'm like, wait, just tell me what it means in English one more time, because then I can get it. And my practice has really been um, helping, you know, has, has been developed and deepened whenever I can really understand it. And so our music, Um, A lot of the times Rachel will have a mantra in all Sanskrit, and I'll say, can we we try to put some English in there, you know, because it it helps, you know, our our, uh, universal audience Audience, to really understand and connect, yeah. For
2: sure.
0: And I think part of that even is just kind of like giving a theme for it, because even when when you break down what the Sanskrit is in certain words, there's a lot of translation. There are stuff that's lost in translation, like reading uh I've, I've, i will go through and kind of like uh, a b the sundaria lahari and you know it's like the things that they're saying it's like what the how does that have to do anything with what the intention of the spell is that's technically being cast mm-hmm. but like that's because i don't live in india and i don't know how, how that kind of stuff is you know how it relates to to my life um But I uh, going back to one of the things that you guys were saying. I, 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 my brain is going in so many places just from the with the intro that you guys just did. Um, I know. Write it down. Take notes. That's that's what Amy always tells me to do. Um, Just the the concept of bhakti in and of itself, like devotion in whatever way, shape, or form, whether it's to deity, whether it's to um, your parents, to your mom, like to to great mother, like the the idea and the feeling of feeling so much gratitude. And so much devotion to any aspect of the divine, which is what every single thing in our lives are, like being able to devote an entire hour-long song, like the Shanti Path is to something specifically, you know, that it's going to evoke an emotion that is going to ride so long and it's going to become ingrained in you. And your body is going to kind of like lock into place where things are off-kilter, right? So even if you don't understand the words, you're heading in the direction of, of the divine, no matter what it is. So I know it's a lot, Amy. She's, you're sitting there giggling at me. Um, so, when it comes to your path uh, as de, in devotion and, and through bhakti, like what was it that started you guys down down this road? I know that you'd said before too that you know we're we're all from the southeast, <laughs> and it, technically the southwest for Amy. But uh, like, how did you guys get to where you are as practitioners and as, uh, I, uh, as yogis? Uh,
2: for me. Uh... You know, I first started this path uh, during my first yoga teacher training in 2014 in Thailand uh, with my teachers, uh, and Ramananda at Glooming Lotus. And um, the first time they introduced mantras, you know, contrary to Josh's experience, it just came and was cool. and like was just flowing off my tongue. Like, I mean, like the most graceful waterfall. I mean, it, it was something so natural Um and something that I really can't quite put into words. Um The vibrations, you know, of the mantras and of the sound was healing on so many levels. And it was like, sure, I didn't know always the meaning behind the mantra, but I knew that it was stirring up something inside of me that was bringing me into greater alignment with myself, um, allowing me to let go of the ego. I mean, I was uh, during the third day of the training, I was like grieving and crying and crying, like uh, releasing some really heavy attachment to my ego, to the to just my physical body, my physical form, um, and the mantras really helped me to. Uh, to dive deeper into the true essence of myself, um, the vibrations. The vibrations are that of just, you know, pure love, pure frequency. I mean, all these vibrations are just directly working with the energy. And I just felt it. And the, the way that it came out of me was just so fluid. And I I felt like it was the, you know, you could say grace of God or, you know, grace coming through me. or um, I just... That was where it started, you know. And then after that, coming home, I was like, "Well, how can I, you know, just continue with this?" I was just starting to learn music and playing with really simple, you know, chords on guitar, and then just like singing with it and letting the mantra speak in the way that it wanted to be held. Uh, there's a difference between chanting mantra and and singing it. And what I love about singing it. Um, not only you said you're talking about the devotion, you know that's really the most important thing. They say that love and devotion can override any mispronunciation. It's a devotion in which we speak um, the sounds and the vibrations of the words that we're using. Um, so when I came into singing the mantra, you know, there's just an element of of pure creativity that's flowing through. Of, of for me, it's just it's pure spirit, you know, guiding me in in which way this mantra wants to be held. Um, So I kind of just kept going with that. And um, I shared this with Josh, we were making uh, music together and uh, we're still doing that. We have a lot of really awesome mantras uh, coming out right now, especially mantras for healing, which we really need at this time. Um, But yeah, we just, I haven't stopped since that, that moment, I knew that it was something that I not just like wanted to continue, but needed to continue.
0: That's definitely something that resonates with me. I've been a, you know, I've been a musician my entire life. I played drums when I was in high school. I got a guitar instead of a class ring when I graduated. And, <laughs> you know, I, I've never found my ability to write lyrics has never really been there, but same thing. Like I, 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 I found mantra yoga before I found, uh, the, asht- uh, the, um, the, uh, uh good God. Now the f- words, thank you. Or Hatha uh, that aspect of it, uh, ha- was, was definitely there previous to the, uh, the physical aspect. Yeah. So, um, one same thing. Like I, you know, I sang in church and the things just never really resonated with me. Some songs did and they kind of would move me to tears. But once I started working with Kali and I started working with some of these goddesses that were, you know, even just knowing that Lakshmi is about abundance or that Saraswati is about, you know, music, like the tone in the way that I was singing or the way that the words or the, the music was coming through was completely different because their presence was affecting the energy that was coming out of my out of my face, you know? Or, <laughs> you know, or the way that the the tunes that kind of come to me, I, I don't claim that I write music. I just feel like the, the it's something that they want to have happen. And whether the we're looking at the deities as actually energetics that exist out there, or if they're just personifications of that vibration in the universe, they, it wants to come out. And I agree the, the, the vibration of chanting Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya versus Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. you know, there's, there's, it's like the energy is like, what the hell was that? Somebody's calling me, you know, and they're there. They're very, I love that
1: you brought that one up because that's what brought me out of um, being scared. Of chanting in the Sanskrit was that mm-hmm. specific one because up until that point I would just translate it into English for myself I translated the Gayatri into myself I, I just like made it approachable for what I felt like was approachable and then I heard someone saying om namo bhagavate and I just like I felt like I was rocking with it. I was like this this feels really good. And Anton's like, that's bhakti yoga, babe. <laughs> so, gotcha, okay. And it just, it settled in. And I think that was right before you came to live with us, Jer. Mm-hmm. And so you walking around the house saying, Om so my lover, I am Swaha. So you're like mm-hmm. sleeping. Um, it it felt right. It okay. felt comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that That's that's what came through for you, Rachel. So Rachel, you introduced Josh then to actually chanting in Sanskrit or did you already know about that and you just kind of never did it prior yeah. to? I,
2: I introduced him to uh, how to chant in the Vedic tradition um, and then I also introduced him to some of the songs and ideas that I had already had about certain mantras and the cool thing is I mean two heads really are <laughs> greater than one or they are one actually <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, you know working together is just I really do feel like our embodiment of the way that we, we create music, you know, we're the yin and the yang, the Shiva and the Shakti and both of us together. It's like, you know, cause I, Jeremy, I'm also not most much of a, a lyricist. I really don't consider my, Josh is usually the writer. He's like, he can write these beautiful words. And I'm just like, you know, you tell me what the words are and I'll find I have the melody for you, but I don't really, you know, I'm not really the writer. So, um, But I'll say that, and then, you know, I also helped with Divine Mother. That song was actually a big, um, that was a big, uh, I guess, transformative experience for me, transcending experience, I should say, because I've always considered myself not the writer, um, but I started writing Divine Mother, and in the middle of writing that, I think I had the the chorus, and then I had maybe one of the verses, and then, For the second verse, you know, I went up to Josh in our apartment at the time in North Carolina and I was like, Josh, you know, please help me, you know, come on, like, come on, I want you to write this. I'm looking like a little puppy dog, like looking at like, come on, please, you know, help me. And uh, he looks at me and he just says, no, he says, I want, I want you to do this. You you got this. He goes, what are you trying to say? And I was like, this is like a, a dialogue, you know, between me and God, he goes, go with that. And, uh, and then he you know, made me sit with it and I came up with the second verse. Um, see the babies laughing, see the blue skies. Oh my child, this is where my love lies. Uh, and then the coolest part about that all is that uh, Josh and I, we did, uh, after we got married, we did our honeymoon uh, with my teachers. We did a 10 day silent meditation retreat. And then together we created the third verse, you know, it's uh, still your thoughts, free your mind. Uh, All you have to do is be the love you are inside. Uh, So we did that together and really kind of, really, you know, ended it with a great uh, union.
1: Yeah. I I think some, oh, go ahead.
2: No, please. I
1: was just going to say something about that. It feels like what we would expect a mantra to be in English like here's the intention of like what we're going towards and it is building towards be the love and and you have to free your thoughts first you have to get into that open space in order to realize that the connection that is there and the divinity that's already there it's like the first verse you're reaching and the second verse it's like I'm I'm here babe (laughs) the third one yes you are already complete So that's so cool
3: I'm I'm having this really fun experience right now, Um, because I've been hanging out with y'all in my ears like for the past month, you know, like outside shoveling shit in the garden. Sorry, not (laughs) supposed to curse. Um, So it's really funny. That was funny. Y'all are both on mute, and y'all are like, no, like waving your hands. Just anyway, this is awesome. I love. um, Rachel has been approaching me like every day this week. Like, what do I say? What do I say? And I'm like. you got this baby just like there's no right right or wrong answer and you know she is just you're killing it i, like, I would
2: tell him too i'd be like i'm gonna tap your leg like when i want you to take i want you to take a leap you know and, so don't be don't be like you know ashamed when i'm tapping your leg a lot
3: and i would, I would say i think you might be playing small you have all the answers inside of you. i have
2: been playing small but um not but you're them. not you're not
3: um one of the things that Um, two things I wanted to address was how I started down the path. And then, um, and also, uh, one thing that Jeremy said about lyrics, and um, I started off in drums in high school. My dad played guitar, so I was always around it. But I didn't really start playing guitar until after college. But um, it's just, it's it's so interesting, you know, Rachel, the, the mantra just came through for you. And I, I love the story, Amy, where you did the artwork of the Egyptian artwork, or maybe it was Sanskrit and your mom was sort of freaked out, but it was so natural for you. That's what lyrics are for me. Like, uh, I heard your podcast with Jay Brave and he was saying how, you know, there's no blockage for him when it comes to writing the music. I might be getting that wrong, but that was the message I took away. And for me, um, I, I have to like, say like i'm not gonna try and write a song right now because if i do like that's a whole path i have to walk you know because i don't let it go like until it's it's um until that energy is fully realized in the way that i i am here and it wants to be and so it's like um you know a song just came to me this past week or maybe it was two weeks ago but it's sort of like all right, you're you're complete. I'm not going to talk to you, for, you know, for a little bit because we got a number of other songs, but they just flow. For me, it's always been like it's been like a journal, you know, it's um and and so those messages of still your thoughts and free your mind we during our our honeymoon, which is a 10-day meditation retreat in Bali, like how freaking blessed. Like that's the coolest thing I have ever heard. Um like after 10 days it was like okay love is all around us like this is the message like the message i'm receiving is to still my thoughts and just let go of it let go of this mind and then just be you know it it lyrics to me are just like really simple in that respect uh one of our songs is called relax be loving and that was like the mantra that i kept like needing just like damn it, just relax, and just be loving, like, it's not that, it's not harder than that, you know, and um, that's, uh, we've recognized over the years that our our writing process is very much um, like our relationship, the masculine that's holding the space, that's, you know, here to lift up this incredible divine woman, you know, and I can't, do that without her, and vice versa. And and she's the beauty and the melody, and you know the the voice of an angel. I, I've said that to everyone. Um, and then I'm I'm laying down that track that she floats over and just you know sprinkles magic dust all over. And it's like, ooh, that's good. Give her
0: the dance floor and let her go. Let her put her shoes on. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm
3: gonna lay the beat down. You do the dance. You know. Um,
1: total Shiva Shakti of like, yeah. I'm going to witness and she's going to do yeah. her thing and everybody's going to go, wow.
3: Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to just hold it real steady for you. I, you know, I, I, um, I got a bachelor's degree in percussion and, uh, you know, it's so a rhythm. It's like, it's all, it's on or off. Like we can tweak with it. We can flow and add, but like, I'm going to know, you know, like that rhythm is going to be there or not, you know? Um, but the way I came to the practice was really um looking back as a soul call from the start scoliosis and I was like 20 something years old and felt like an old ass man and just like I hurt you know and my mom was like why don't you come do yoga and I was like oh I don't know about all that and then I went one day and never missed a day you know it's just like oh like that so I came to the Asana side of things and then Rachel and I met, and we were both like, oh, you are good music. Like, you're into that? I'm into that. Let's hang out. And and, um, and then, you know, I, I, she helped me deep dive, and we'll continue to help each other along that path.
1: Do you teach together, like, frequent, like, on a weekly basis?
2: I teach on a weekly basis, but... Um, well, and then Joshua will join me, we'll do, we'll offer like a restorative yoga sound bath where we do the mantras um, and work with certain poses with the mantras. And um, and then we also just offer like live music events. Sometimes we'll go play, you know, we're scheduled to play at um, like a little market, you know, where people are buying things. And
3: Before we had our beautiful angel baby, I'd be a surprise guest for Shavasana, and both times. you know, Whenever I was able to make it, and we sing together then. But Rachel's um, background as an OT has helped her just, you know, stand out as an incredible. She tricks you, man. She she's it's like oh, I'm just gonna do this lunge, and the next thing you know, you're like burning, you know, <laughs> you're just kicking your butt, and it's awesome. She every, it's sort of annoying because at the end of every class, it's like two hours of people like coming up and like. You're so, you're I the best. <laughs> I'm just playing. It really is the, like, it's at least an hour after every class of people just, you know, like, so appreciative because, you know, she really brings a presence and don't play small. <laughs> and that's,
0: leader. well, I again, that's part of, I, you can see aspects of all of the limbs of yoga in every other aspect, right? They're all part of the same tree. So that, that, that appreciation and that love uh, for your, your, um, fellow practitioners bodies too. Like, I don't necessarily want to say students, but the people who are, who are also practicing with you, which is technically, yeah, you're doing your own practice and they just have to be kind of watching and following along. So, um, this is kind of off topic. and It will always be, that's the way that I do things. Um, but, uh, like when you guys are doing your music, um, does it sound like an orchestra in your head? Like, do you have the harmonies that are coming through? Like, I noticed again, Shanti Path. I was I was listening to the long version of it before we got started, so that's kind of fresh in my mind. Um, you guys seem to have didgeridoo in the background. It sounds like throat singing. Like, there's so much that's going on. Does it kind of piece together as you as you guys start the recording process, or does it all kind of is it all kind of there and then you've got to like stop the bus and then kind of put it all down?
2: I would say sometimes it's uh, like last night, for example, we were recording uh, the Murtin Jaya Mantra. And then at the end, I think I was recording some Shanti Ohms and I was just like, right here, right here. You know, like this is the spot. There's like, going to be like, you know, we're going to have multiple layers of harmony and I could just hear it. And I said, this is what this space is calling for. Um, but at that point, we had already had, I think, like guitar and percussion like already recorded in the mix. And then I heard this afterwards. Um, So I didn't know that that space was calling for that until I heard these other instruments in line with uh, the recording.
3: There's a often stated, you know, sentiment that inspiration is being in spirit, with spirit. And um, it really is a matter of conversing with spirit in in that setting. So like the song, you know, we hear something, we lay it down and then listen. And so, that's why our writing process um, is extended. It's not um, out of ego or attachment or perfection. Though those things we certainly fight with. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, it really is about listening. What what is does spirit want this song to sound like? What is mm-hmm. the the truth here? Um, what you know? And and it's I I hear it all the time. And then it's a matter of like write that down and try and make that happen, you know, and, and make it happen is sometimes the tricky part.
1: Do you feel like certain, um, I just want to say energetic frequencies, because some people get really uncomfortable with deity and other people get really offended by archetype because they want to elevate it. So do you feel like some of these um, named beings like Satisfati or Shiva or whoever that you're working with ask for certain like, instruments to go with it or certain things to like if you're working with say the Markandeya mantra and Shiva's there like does he want like big loud things or is he like yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> you, you, think that, you feel that way?
2: Yeah I do especially with the Om um, Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya like that you know it's just such a big where we drone this is a. am thinking a specific song that we have that I play on harmonium it's like droned on d on two levels of the the uh, The octave octave. see i i I don't have the music background josh has the music background i just i play from my heart um but yeah so we the droning and the d and then we're playing in the middle it's just it's a big i feel like it's a big um calling for a lot of of energy and the way that i sing the mantra that whatever's coming what what is coming through me is just Sometimes I, you know, I'm looking back, I'm like, whoa, you know, this is, it's, it's it can be intense, um, but really beautiful, but really beautiful.
0: Yeah. So for to the, um, I mean, I I feel so like, awed by somebody who can't talk for 10 days as an air sign, and especially Lindsay, my partner, is also an air sign. There's not a lot of quiet in the house. We do a lot of talking. We do a lot of singing. Um, what is it like to go for 10 days without talking and only hearing spirit coming through? Like for you, as, especially as musicians, where, again, I know that you want to make a joyful noise unto the Lord or the Lordess. So like, what is it, what was that like for you? What was that experience like?
2: Yeah, I will say this, um, you know, we were in silence, but also like receiving teachings at that time. So we were receiving like in the morning, you know, a yoga class, asana, if that's what you wanted to do. And then, um, And then there were two classes, like so deep, deep, deep Dharma dharma talks, um, going deeper into Sri Vidya teachings uh, in the morning and in the evening. So I guess in some sense, you know, we weren't just like quiet all day long sitting in meditation. But meditation was a big component Um, and sitting in that stillness uh, for for me uh, was just. At that point in time, it was just uh, it was a really healing part of my journey. Uh, my grandmother had just passed away. Uh, she was one of the reasons why we moved from Asheville back to Louisiana. You know, we just realized the importance of being back close to her family. And come to find out, we you know our dharma is here, and we have so much to share with this community here—not just music, but with the permaculture and things that we're doing with the land, the way we take care of uh, our mother Earth way we take care of mother earth around us, um, and within us. So, um, I don't know if I answered that. or not The know.
3: retreat was really, the healing. retreat was really with <laughs> <healing. laughs> Baba and
2: really, really healing. And I just took some time and space. I did do like some writing, you know, so I don't know if that
3: you don't have to justify. No, I don't is, have to justify,
2: no. but, uh, but it was just a really, really beautiful, really healing time and space for me. And, it is amazing, you know, when you realize just the simplicity of the practice and how like the mind, you know, we try to make things so complex. We're like, oh, I got to do this. I've got to be perfect, blah, blah, blah. Um, but when you really just realize meditation is is simply letting go, letting go.
3: For me, at the end of the retreat, it was hard on the body to sit for 10 days. It hurts, you know. And there's a lot of spiritual significance to that in this uh, lineage. Um, but at the end of it, I, I surprised Rachel with a little massage and I went back to the room. They said, you know, like, only read spiritual books, you know, like, won't play music. We had brought a little baby Taylor guitar with us, purchased for this reason, you know. And uh, I hadn't touched it in 10 days. And uh, I, I just, you know... I hit a diminished chord which is something i don't do you know not just just not what comes normal and then started this progression and then it flowed it it, and this is what again it was a journal you know it was a direct capture of the experience i'd love it if you sang it um but the words were no matter what you do my love surrounds you now that, that was the message yeah. you want to go for it <laughs> Yes, please. Yes. Okay.
2: Because okay. <laughs> um, no matter what you do, my, my love, love surrounds, surrounds you. you. No, no matter, matter what you, you say, say yeah, yeah. I will love you always. I will love
1: Oh, thank you for sharing that. That's so beautiful. Like, don't cry, don't cry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think that's also such a cool aspect of being Americans and being able to find this style of music as well. Because, you know, again, I I love I love harmonium. I love uh, Krishnadas. I love like all of the aspects of, of that, of like those lineages where it was kind of brought back to the States in that way, but being able to take it and to worship in our own way, again, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a cultural appropriation thing. It is literally like, oh yeah, we're also seeing you on this side of the earth, you know, and to be able to have something that sounds that bluesy and jazzy and just have that much soul into it, you know, it's like, again, I think deity is Happy to hear it, no matter no matter who it's coming from or or what the tune is that's being played played underneath. And I have um, I I love being outside. Being in Colorado can be very difficult, especially during the winter time. But going outside and and spending time, you know, casting a circle and calling in the directions. A lot of the times, I'll get hit with inspiration in that way. And again, I can't claim any ownership to the music that comes through. Um, it it just feels so good to know that there's somebody out there that's like, I am the instrument and I'm being played in that way. So I don't know. It's really, really like, like
1: shamanic.
0: Yeah, like it, it really is. It's it's very much like uh icaros, right?
1: Becoming that that hollow bone that kind of I like resonating chamber. Like a lot of shamans don't talk about that. That when they're drumming and they're singing and they're they're bringing in these ancestors and these elders and they're clearing out all of this yuck that is with ever like whoever's in front of them. Uh, they they're letting the divine inspire them to sing certain medicine songs, and a lot of them won't take credit as musicians. And I think it's because. They don't realize that this is how the greatest musicians work anyway. <laughs> this this channeling effect that happens is when everybody starts to get the chills and you you feel like all the bumps on your skin and, and the urge to like join in and sing and just close your eyes. And I think um, getting to experience that in a live space is amazingly insane. But what about like now with all of the, the physical distance that's happening are you guys doing anything screen-wise like are you finding you're capable like creating any communities this way where you're singing to a computer and people are listening through their speakers and, and still getting the same kind of sound math
3: no that's an awesome idea we haven't considered we um i think that we are someone asked me a good friend recently was like hey did you Pick up any new hobbies during quarantine? And I was like, <laughs> no. Like my 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 life is just a constant deep dive. Like it's like you know, like it's constantly swirl. Like there's no room for new hobbies <laughs> because. And, and in respect to that question, we've been working for years on our recordings. You know, so so we've been trying to continue. We are continuing to do that, and um, and it's that that's where our energy is focused because um someone said recently you know like you you're facing obscurity like not a lot of people know our music and the recording process is the has got us you know listen to in australia and new zealand you know like we see people listening that we wouldn't even know how to connect them with a zoom call per se you know so that that's really the way that we are communicating with community and, and still sharing that message that you are love, that you are, you know, divine.
2: Well, we actually, we did do a, a live uh, music event with together. With yeah,
3: and the Farm uh, Fest. So there
2: was the Farm Fest, and then there was another event we did where we were sharing live music with people. It was like an outdoor yoga class. So we are continuing to do that. And um, I do try to sometimes share a mantra, either chanted vedically or uh, sang some, uh, on the computer or on like my phone or something like that to share on social media um, but like you said before you know it's really cool to see just how people respond to being the channel you know we're really just we're trying to be a mirror right you know so show people inside um, the light and love that's inside of them and spark that light so they can be a channel too and we can all be channels and vessels um, in which spirit is guiding us. And the cool thing is that during sound baths and things like that, I mean, people will come up to us after afterwards and they're like, I was seeing these colors. And, you know, like, I mean, it's just like things that you wouldn't even think of. They're like, wow, that, that really connected we, me with my mother who just passed. Or, wow, I really felt the connection with my grandmother. Like I really, I, I received this message, you know, that was, was really helping me, guiding me forward on my path. Um, And those are some of the most beautiful uh, spaces where I find myself just in utmost gratitude for the practice, for the journey, for all of it, all of it, the grace, the grace.
0: I think that's a a bit of like handing over ownership as well. Like there's, it's, it's, it would be nice to be well-known as a musician as for myself as well. But there's like, again, I'm doing this because somebody wants me to sing praise to them, right, whoever it is. And they're not asking for anything else except for me to do that one thing. And,
1: and that divine person actually is you.
0: Exactly. So it's me. Yes. I want to hear it. You know, if and I'm doing it for myself. So if there's somebody else there who's also enjoying it, you're welcome. So <laughs> <laughs> just throw in papers.
1: I can't mics. throw my mic because it won't, then the computer will stop and then the recorded will go. <laughs> yes i i do i love that because so many times and this this is interesting too right because when we look at the different types of yoga we've got bhakti yoga we've got raja yoga we've got all these other types of yoga and there's only one really that has populated itself throughout the western world and that's this like heavy vinyasa this asana practice and yeah some people do um more still oriented yoga styles like Yin or restorative. But for the most part, if you go to any gym or you go to any uh now they're all in strip malls, uh, <laughs> yoga studios, you you will find yourself doing inhale and exhale. It's, it's all and been inhale labeled and exhale. And yeah. that's and that's yoga. And they don't they're not really familiar with the other types of yoga, like the the average practitioner, I don't think. Teachers, yeah, because were taught it in YTT, or at least in my YTT, we gently touched on each of the kinds and then went back to vinyasa. So, um, for you guys, do you find that people are like, This is yoga when they do some yes. of your classes?
2: You know, I, and I will say this too. So, we are in southern Louisiana and remind you of that. So, a lot of the times, too, with the mantras and deities and gods and goddesses, that is not really so. Um, you know, people aren't really—they don't want to hear okay. a, a story about Shiva. You know, they just—they're not
0: so much vibing on that, yeah. No, and, and and that's
2: and that's completely okay as a yoga, as a teacher. You know, um, as a student too. You know, we try and accept people where they are at. You know, um, but we're still holding really strong with these mantras. And the cool thing is that people are really responding to them. And we're and we're in a state right here in southern Louisiana right now. Um, where the consciousness is really expanding and it's so amazing to see, and it's so amazing to be a part of, um, right now, even the weekly class that I teach, I go and teach at, um, a very fancy club and spa. Uh, a lot of people that come here are, are wealthy and, um, here I am bringing my, you know, my guitar in my back, you know, and my uh, ukulele inside and my harmonium. And people are like, Oh my God, there's that girl, you know? (laughs) And I love it. I just, I love it so much. And the thing is, this is, it's people are coming and they're so they're ready to receive and they're ready to receive the deeper meaning of the mantra, the vibration of the mantra, and they're ready for that to heal. And, um, uplift the energy and the vibration inside and it's just it's such a blessing to see that and, and and we're talking about in a space where you know majority of the people are you wouldn't think that their consciousness would be expanded to this realm of, of existence but they're asking for it like we want more meditation we want can you just do like a whole class of just like the singing you know this some one lady was like I just come for the songs at the end, you know, <laughs> like she may not even know what the, oh, the, yeah. the mantra means, even though I explain it. Um, but but it's really cool to see that just expanding and to be a part of that expansion.
3: It's like that quote where they say, like, uh, my parents don't want to hear me talk about the Buddha, but they really don't mind when I am. The Buddha. You know, yeah, it, it, we just go and do it and. It doesn't matter because, you know, it's true for us and we do it with love and devotion and people resonate. Yeah.
0: Well, and again, I think that's that's one of the issues of a lot of this stuff has been translated by uh, people that are coming from monotheistic cultures. Right. So like the when Britain or the British Empire moved into India, they were like, oh, this is the God that you worship. But I mean, when you start to look at when you start to look at Vedic astrology, and you realize that the deities really kind of correspond to the angelic names or the names of God that are corresponded when it comes to Kabbalism, like there is one God. It just like it just just depends on which color the bulb is that is coming through, right? Like so, it's gonna it's hitting a prism. It's gonna show up as pink or blue or yellow or red or Shiva or Ganesh or whoever for whoever it is, and it's. Part of, again, one of the things that we love about this podcast is being able to kind of break down what words are, like what does that actually mean, you know, so that we can really appreciate and understand where people are coming from with what is being presented. And again, it's when you get rid of words, if you're going into a silent meditation, it's the intention. Or when it's music, it's the intention. The words that come out, you know, this can be whatever. It can be Pentecost, you know. It doesn't necessarily have to be speaking in tongues, but it's just you're making noise that is 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 recognizing the fact that there's something else out there and you are just a radio and you're just playing through the thing you're not awesome because you're a radio you are it's great that you can make noise but like you know there's something else out there let it come through clearly and don't put your bullshit on top of it <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, yeah uh, I, again that's how most of the things that i say it's, it's kind of like just not even a mic drop it's kind of like jeremy just Led the conversation and there. Okay, it. you're not going okay, anywhere. You don't have anything else to it, say. We, we love, love, love that. that. <laughs> it's, it's a great <laughs> to holding space.
3: Um, yeah. in my
0: opinion. Um
3: so I know that's one thing that you wanted to talk about. Um, one of the things that we do to tune our our radio selves into that spirit, into that intention. Um, and we did it before this podcast too. Rachel's brilliant. She was like, well, "Why don't we do what we say we do?" You know, I was like, oh, "Of course, it's perfect." You know, we'll we'll uh, put on our malas and we'll say a prayer and um, spend some time in meditation.
2: We prayed with Anton before the farm fest. You know, yeah. we all joined hands. We did all? Oh,
1: that's so sweet.
3: It was very sweet. Yeah, it was very sweet. Uh, and so we, you know, it's sort of simple. It, Right, it's we can't we can't create space for others unless we're tuned into it ourselves, right? So, um, the best way we can do that is for us. The best way for us to do that has been just to quiet down, to offer gratitude, to realign ourselves with our highest purpose, and um, you know to connect with each other and in love and and then share that and be that and we make mistakes and we get nervous and you know like it's still it's how we approach it you know we we do it with open love and so that's success that's that's yeah holding the space
1: I love yeah. that you went into that Because it's so perfect, Josh. I was, I was going to ask like when you're planning the classes, when you're planning these things, like how do you go in knowing which one to do that day? Is it just a feeling, but you just said it, it's so intentional. It's like you sit down and you prepare. And I know, we've talked about on the podcast before, sometimes it's lighting a candle or an incense stick, or it's um, putting on some oils and anointing oneself. And, and so you guys have the malas and you have the stillness and the quiet and like how perfect it's almost like you're bringing yourself out of that static frequency that we all operate in on a day-to-day basis and into enough stillness that you can listen to that inner quiet voice that super still small voice that eventually gets really loud when you know how to tune your ear to it. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Cheer. What? You look like you want to say something. Your face is like. I always want to like, say something, but it will I always do. be tangential,
0: and it will always be kind of off topic. Um, yeah. Let me see. Let me let me just check my notes and see if there's anything else that I had that we wanted to cover. <laughs> Offerings, proceeds, oh, communities uh, in need. That, uh, that I did want to ask about that. You guys, um, you guys often it says that your uh, live events that you guys do and the proceeds that come in from the music that you guys make. Go to communities in need. Is that usually local communities, or how do you guys decide uh, who it is that you guys are going to donate to?
2: Um, well, our teachers were uh, are connected with uh, the orphanage at Ramana's Garden, so we did decide with, from that connection. Um, and a lot of the things that they do with my teachers, they you know, like the malas that they my teacher makes malas and she sells those, and those proceeds all go to this um, to the children there for helping with education. And things of that need so we did choose that for one of the songs i can't remember hold
3: up hold up we do it in alignment with the song divine mother is feeding those children
2: that's right
3: right shanti path
2: is is cleaning the
3: water is is that sacred healing fireflies is literally going to the fireflies
2: that's right yeah i
3: forgot (laughs) those
2: things are true you said they're <laughs> all
3: true but the you know the, the, we we very intentionally I
2: totally agree think that.
3: about what we want you know we thought of and and you look into some charities and there are scams and people are getting rich you know so we want to make sure that we're not contributing we do
2: try to choose local though like uh, another time my friend her family was hit by a hurricane and. Um, in florida so we donated to that hurricane relief fund that her sister was helping to put on and she was literally like taking this money and this food down to their their uh community um that and then there was another one here in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. um you know so if we do another one we'll probably offer it up to to lake charles which is an area around us that was uh, yeah. recently our, hit by a big hurricane our
3: live events go to local things and then our recordings go yeah. to what seems to fit you know, and heal what we're speaking
0: of. Right. Well, I mean, it's, uh, I, the idea of think, think locally, act globally. It sounds like, especially in the, the age that we're in currently with communications, like if you're thinking locally and acting locally, local can be across the other side of the world, right? Like it's all, it's all local. And then we start to get into the concept of translocation and we'll get into that magic. That'll be another podcast. We'll talk about that another time. Talk about affect cities. other
1: dimensions? <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Amy in her spaceship ready to blast off anytime. Anytime, guys. Let's do this. Um, I was going to ask you too, uh, because I rarely get the chance to talk with other parents on this podcast. The majority of people are not in a householder position that includes little screamers running around. Do you find like, cause I found this was mine for certain ones and not for others that if you're chanting that your baby will start to shift and change depending on like what the chant is going on and what, were there any like favorite baby chants that you could share if any other parents are listening to this?
2: Yeah, I I noticed even today I started chanting uh, Saraswati and Rosie just looks at me with these big old eyes and her mouth is kind of like dropped. She's just like, huh? Like, what is that, you know? And she was just so interested and intrigued. Um, But the way that I sang it was really uh, kind of like a lullaby. So I think she really, really resonated with that. Um, Other songs that we sing not vedic mantras but rosie loves amazing grace and um we sing a croatian song my grandmother was from croatia so we sing a croatian lullaby yeah 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 song? i have
3: some stuff to say um yeah. one thing that i i chose to do consciously and share it with and you know told Rage, "Hey, i'm doing this and I, I chose to do this you know and um very intentionally to pass this down to our children it's every time I do the dishes, I'm singing "Oh, My Padman And the same way, the yeah. same melody, you know, and it brings such joy, you know. Now, instead of doing the dishes, damn it, who didn't pick up after themselves, right? You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just shifting it. I'm shifting. And, and Rach starts singing, and then Rosie's just, you know, joyful in, in response. Um,
1: I'm totally going to so, copy that
2: that amazing. There's a and, and you don't
3: t- have to be a parent to
2: do it yeah that's right and in Tick Not Hans I think it's his book like how to love he says like you know wash each and every dish imagine that each and every dish you're watch you're you are washing little baby Jesus you know like to wash the dishes with that much adoration and you know love love I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. You know, and and that's the cool thing about chanting mantras is that when you're doing these little things, you know, you maybe mundane tasks like doing the dishes, or you're you're spreading that avocado on your piece of toast, or whatever. It's everything becomes uplifted, and it's everything—the vibration around you, the vibration all around you, our auric field. You know, and and all that we do, all that we eat, you know, all that we we say—it's it's really. It's a cool thing.
3: Back to Amazing Grace. That's um Jeremy, you're gonna love this if you haven't ever listened to it. The audiobook by Victor Wooten called The Music Lesson. Yeah, you know it. Oh god. Incredible. It's really funny to see all nods on mute. Um, but really incredible. He touches on Amazing Grace and he has a really awesome rendition of that on bass. Um and he, he he talks about how like there's something that's so powerful in that melody, whether you're you know Christian or not. There's something so powerful, and every single night we rock Rosie down. We, this child needs to be bounced on a exercise <laughs> ball to go to sleep. You know, <laughs> the first three months. But every <laughs> single night we sing Amazing Grace, and in the past two or three months. I start and Rachel will start and she, Rosie's just uh, she's trying to find the pitches and sing and you know she's asleep whenever she stops singing but she's a little motor mouth. Sometimes it's dinner time and we're having a conversation and it's just like she's talking the whole time. Like I we're going to have to practice like listening cuz she's just going. It's so funny too cuz
2: I'm like Josh, you know we did, we've done so much meditation, all these <laughs> yoga practices I was like, our baby is gonna be like so calm and peaceful. <laughs> and here she is, the, the firecracker herself. I mean, she is here and she's here on a mission. Eclan Rosie. <laughs> and nobody going to get in the way, you know? She's loud. <laughs> Very loud and
1: vibrant. When's her and birthday?
3: January 26th of this
2: year.
1: Okay, so she's... So,
2: she's
3: Aquarius.
1: Yeah.
0: I was going to say her her mercury is either in Aquarius or in Capricorn or in
1: It could Pisces. Be in Pisces. Yeah. If she's that musically oriented. Yeah. Which would yeah, we, be interesting.
3: We we were all shocked <laughs> like we expected this peaceful little thing and then we told everyone they were like are you serious? Look at the two of y'all. Y'all are like so (laughs) so dynamic and passionate and, you know, know. and everyone's like, what were you thinking? Like, you know, (laughs) of course. It's funny too, because it's
2: required us even, you know, mentally to, to drop some of our mind stuff too, because here we are, we're in this beautiful sanctuary of a home. We call our home, the Riley retreat, because it feels like a retreat center to us because it is a retreat center to us and um you know we're here on seven and a half acres and it's peaceful and quiet you hear the birds and you know there's even times where we have been with attached in our mind because we love silence so much and here's this baby going you know just like you're just like whoa you know you're almost like taken (laughs) aback by (laughs) the intensity of the sound sometimes And it's required us to do some inner work. Okay, like we're so attached to the sound. We notice like we're triggered sometimes by the loud noises or by the crying. Um, And to embrace, this is a part of it, you know, and to find more acceptance and peace within that. This is reminding me of mantras too, because, you know, I tell people before the sound bath, you know, don't just focus on the qualities of the the sound and, and the way that it's moving inside of you, but also notice the silence from which the sound emerges and returns. Um, And I don't even know why I brought that up, but. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was was
1: worth bringing up, it's true. (laughs) It's such something you wouldn't learn unless you were a parent or someone who took care of like, I don't know, chickens and goats in their house. (laughs) (laughs) What else is as loud as these little humans? And um, the moments when like they fall silent and they can't walk yet. I should preface with that, because when they fall silent, when they can walk, then you're like, what are you up to? Where did you go? What closet are you in? And what knife are you holding? Um, So Then then the silence is terrifying. But prior to that, it was like, when they were so little, um, the moments when they would just look and be silent were awe-inspiring. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) <laughs> how are your lungs doing that and I think it reminds us that so many times because you keep saying this Josh like don't play small don't play small don't play quiet either we're told so many times as kids shh, quiet stop you're making too much noise you need to be no 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 no. not time to speak not time not time and and we lose some of it and I, I have clients where I can barely hear them I'm like and I'm leaning in it's a computer there's no way it's gonna get louder and I'm trying to get closer to them because their voices are so subdued and not that that's a bad thing you can have a very gentle like soft voice and still really speak your truth but I do think babies can teach us that screaming does feel good
0: well, yeah. that and the power of silence, right? I mean, it's both the two sides. Together, it's always, yeah. There's always a tantric spectrum, yeah. yeah
1: so and I think I'm that that's you also the that work, up.
0: too, that we all have, yeah. We all have that that work to do. Sometimes it's being quiet. That is definitely one of the struggles that I have. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> one of the songs that Rosie and I, we dance to a lot, is a, a thing it's called Speak Out by Rising Appalachia. Step up, speak out, show up, be loud. And then at the end of the song, I freaking love it. She says... Um, you know, I'm gonna uh, close my mouth and learn to listen. You know, it's like we—it's the, the the balance between speaking up and speaking out, and also holding that space for listening, because listening is how we are able to understand one another, and understanding is love.
3: So we uh we have baby jail, we, we uh it's, you know like ten feet like ten feet or something, some space. that's padded. And so in the morning, Rachel gets her beauty rest and I, I take Rosie out and I start my meditation. I'm in there doing, you know, Navi show and whatnot and alternate nostril breathing. And I'll get through 10 rounds and then Rosie's crawling on top of me and just like pulling up my nose, you know, plucking out my eyebrows or something. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's, it's such a joy. It's like in the middle of like being still, okay, let's take a moment to just like yeah. look at each other, squeeze you, you know, and then. Uh, she's ready to go back to her toys and then I'm back to my meditation so that, that change of like alright my earplugs aren't in it hasn't been two hours of stillness and silence and I'm not you know vibrating with the sound of Om you know on repeat you know and now it's just like you get it when you can sometimes you know and, and then the work is carrying it through the day
0: yeah. yeah that was that was something that I felt like was definitely missing in uh, the churches that I went to when I was a kid too it's like Put on these really uncomfortable, scratchy clothes, and we're going to sit here. We're going to listen to somebody talk for twenty five minutes, and there's going to be a bunch of music and whatnot, and this, that, and the other. And that aspect of having a screaming kid in the sanctuary was always looked at like we're, we have to be quiet now. Like this is we only worship in silence, and we only worship in you know this specific way. And that is again, that's that's an embodiment of deity. Like you have your baby come in and crawl on your lap and start pulling at your beard. You are kind of like no, I can't take anything too seriously. I cannot take anything too seriously. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's like yeah, Hanuman yeah. and Ganesh embodied.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> As uh, Rachel was saying, we're seven and a half acres. We have a little forest. And today I was singing one of our songs, Child of the Stars. I had Rosie on my attached to my body. And baby, she's talking on a pacifier. And every person in our neighborhood has at least five acres. And so I'm singing my heart out. But even on seven and a half acres, I'm still like a little bit like, you know like people can hear me you know and I'm just like you know playing small and like you know that that I was told often you know like then we all have been many of us probably most of us have been told that you know and so that's a, a really great point you bring up Amy um, you know playing loud you know instead of playing quiet it's awesome and we definitely yeah as parents we definitely think well, very intentionally especially in the area we live in like are we gonna you know do this baptism like are we doing that to please other people or do we believe in that or you know what is it we get this awesome opportunity to go okay like you said jeremy i'm not really resonating in my scratchy clothes on sunday and you know like all the babies are locked in the back room you know Mm -hmm. like that's how they did it in my (laughs) church at least they put them in the back you know and it doesn't look, doesn't seem pleasant. And they're like, you know, like there's something beautiful here, but we're also, you know, missing some things, you know. And I wanna, we're, we're really trying to figure out. Have you ever read The Life of Pi? Mm-mm. Really beautiful book. They made it into a movie. The movie's beautiful, but not the book. Anyway, he gets to explore Christianity, Hinduism, and Judaism, and just like make his own mind up and, and realize the truth between all of them. And I, I've always loved that idea and teaching our children, bringing them to a Buddhist temple, bringing them to a Mormon temple, you know, like helping them to see these different things. How are they similar? How are they different? What do you feel? What are you resonating with? And it's the same thing with mantra and magic. You, you all said it earlier. Maybe you've worked through this and you don't need to resonate. You don't need to go down this path. Maybe you do. You know, and it's not the path that I'm going to tell you, you know, it's not the path I'm walking. I I often think to myself, I'll I'll be like, oh, Rosie's going to do this. And then like, or maybe not. Maybe she'll do the exact opposite, you know, and it's like, well, I don't know what she's going to do. I'm just, you know, like assuming, you know, yeah, it's a trip
1: for sure. I think she's blessed in the fact that you guys aren't going to tell her. No, that's too loud unless you know her grandmother's speaking on the phone giving you directions for like the place where you're meeting and you're like, "Wait, hey, hold on, honey. I have to actually hear this." There will be times. So there will time. be moments, but yeah, she'll be like she'll be free enough to be on this beautiful land with these these like plants that are sustaining her and with the birds and just like in nature and make a joyful noise like we've been saying she can be one of the the flowers growing up in the garden or one of the bobcats depending on her person it sounds like she's more the bobcat style <laughs> the <flower. laughs> we'll see uh, yeah.
0: i just had a great idea i think you should have a card that is a five deep breath card so anytime your kid is making a whole lot of noise you can be like five deep breaths you're not getting in trouble just take five deep breaths and they can take their breaths and see how they feel afterwards
1: Huh.
0: I mean, I always feel better after five deep breath than whenever I'm getting anxious.
1: Yeah, we do the, uh, I'm trying to get them to blow out the candles. I saw some other moms in our co-op who do this, and they're like, blow out the candles, and when they blow, you wiggle your fingers, and the fingers uh, stop when they stop. And so the...
2: I love that.
3: One, one aspect of that that Rachel and I both uh, had some medical background, Rachel is way more than I, but uh, the other half, the inhale was smell the roses... Mm. nice that might be useful.
1: yeah we'll have to do that my little one was screaming at me today i don't want to blow the candles <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: okay he goes they're not candles they're fingers
2: <laughs> that's even better yeah.
1: oh my god
0: so, he's one? such a leo
1: He's not a Leo, though.
0: I know. I know he's a At Sagittarius. All, in any way. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's so interesting. He loves um, the, Thomas Ashley Ferron calls it the freight train mantra. And like, so he'll tell me sometimes, Mom, can you do the pa-pa-pa-pa-pa? Oh, the pa 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 Like Are you talking about the mantra? Yeah, that one. (laughs) (laughs)
3: That's awesome. I love
1: that. It's cool. It's cool to see what they end up liking. Well, we are almost at time, so I want to ask what your favorite mantras are before we close out. And if you can, don't feel pressure. If you're like, I have no favorite mantra, then you can love them all because you are the love.
2: (laughs) It's so hard, um, but for me, I think Josh is gonna say the same because he just got this tattooed on his Yo arm. <laughs> 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 um, um, is a the, lo- the loka mantra. Loka samasta. Sukinu uh, we chant this three times. Uh, and I like to chant the first round for you know for my own being, and then the second round extends out, you know, to my community and the, and the whole world, and then the third. Uh, the way that we chant it, you know, we go, loka uh, samasta goes lower. So we're sending sukinu bhavantu. So we're sending the vibrations to all beings in all realms, above, below, around, all the beings. And the coolest part about that mantra, what I love is the second part of the, the translation, the meaning, you know, not just may all be, may all beings everywhere be happy, be free, be at peace, be free of suffering and the causes of suffering, but may my actions, my presence, may every cell of my being contribute to that happiness and that freedom, my thoughts, my my vibration.
3: I kept wanting to say, we didn't really touch on it, but um, the magic side of things is foreign to me, Um, but it (laughs) was in in, in phrasing it that way. (laughs) right phrasing it as magic is foreign to me the, the languaging of that um but then as you said like i, I kept telling Rachel, I was like your thoughts are spells you know like <laughs> every thought you have is a spell you know like choose it wisely
2: and it's cool too because this podcast also made me think about like what are other ways that we use uh mantra and the magic around us like we're also growing we have many flower farm we just started this year and flowers are mantras of joy because they have the ability to literally transform and transcend an experience to a higher vibration just with their presence it's a
3: visual mantra
2: it's a visual visual mantra of joy and i was just like wow like it's just so cool
1: and they're super healers too because like the majority of people who are engaged in herbalism or in some of these practices have encountered them from essential oils or flower essences. And so they are, they're little prayers in a bottle. I love yeah. that you, you guys are growing them. That's so cool.
2: It's so amazing. It's so amazing. It's such a blessing. We're super blessed.
3: The, uh, we, we were saying how the inner work is manifesting in the outer work as well. So our music and our, our land is really the, you know, the, the gifts for the world yeah so we're we so grateful to be on this podcast with y'all and we're so grateful that y'all are doing this this is
2: really so needed really
3: really great y'all are doing an awesome job Rachel kept being like they're experts what am I gonna say I
2: was like there's
3: not like a right or wrong answer babe. they just want to know us you know and our experience and yeah um, just thank y'all so much. It's, it's been, been an, an honor to be on here. We're y'all. so grateful. Thank great. you. Yeah,
0: yeah, we are. We are. We are nothing but students as well. That's just constant learners, and it's it's incredible to be able to to see your passion come through. Thank you guys so much for sharing your time. I know it's a Saturday night, and you guys to be able to make time to join us is incredible. Um, hopefully, Rosie snoozing. I don't know if you guys had to get a babysitter, <laughs> but <Yeah>. okay.
1: <laughs> that's why the house is quiet.
3: How yeah. can we get things done? <laughs> you would hear her if she was
2: awake. That's you would right. Her. <laughs> and,
3: uh,
2: her
1: and her. Oh, I love Probably. it. Thank you. Thank you for being the love on this podcast, for really sharing the love of what you do, the love of each other, the love of your child and your land and the offerings that you have. It really has come through of what bhakti yoga is the, the practice of uniting body and mind with love. I think you guys just embody that so fully. So thank you so much. So beautiful. Thank you so much.
0: Where can people find you?
3: We are on Instagram and Facebook, um, rileybirds.com. We also have uh, the Riley Retreat Facebook page for our land. Um, and then our music's on all platforms. So Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Amazon, wherever you want to look.
2: I'll there's put it a, lot, a lot of really awesome music and mantras coming that have been just cradled and now we're ready to to share so oh i'm excited yeah yeah <laughs> okay. we are too
1: cool well thank you guys
3: have a great one good night, good night. Good night.